no offense, this is a Nets pod and no offense. That was, to be fair, this, that is the biggest trade of the day because we do need to talk about what Ben Simmons does bring to us, right? Okay. Uh, what what number, real quick, because this is things that always, this is like my OCD. What number do you think he's going to wear? Is he not going to wear 25? Isn't 25 is retired, isn't it? On the Nets? Yeah, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I think we 25 have, is retired. What, what, what numbers have been retired besides five? What number was Dr. J? What numbers were retired besides five? Oh, right. But Dr. Dr. J was, tw- was he 25? No, I'm saying, Joe, the way you just said that, like, bro, just take a second and think about what you just said. No, okay. but that's my point. There's only one or two numbers that's retired in, in Nets history. There's not too many of them. Bill Melkani, um, Mekiani, Melkiani. And he's got, he got his number retired? Yeah, one of the New York and one of the ABA uh, Nets from the 60s and 70s. Oh, okay. I know. I'm, I'm that good of a Nets fan. I knew that off the top of my head. I'm ill. I'm ill. Sicker than your average. I'm ill. I'm ill. Sicker than your average. I'm ill. I'm ill. Sicker than your average. I'm ill. Sicker than your average. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is another day to discuss other people's excellence. I'm going to use that word as an asterisk today, and we'll get to that in a second. I am the unforgettable one himself, Mr. Brett Carroll. Charles is always daydreaming. Yep. And we are two guys that get paid by Prokhorov to give you next propaganda. Nice. Um, here's the thing. Like I said, we're supposed to be discussing other people's excellence. What I saw, to, what, what happened today is not excellence. I'm sorry. I have to say it. Y'all, if y'all are watching this, you know why we're doing this pod. We haven't done the next propaganda in Lord knows how long. Got a month. James Harden is no longer a Brooklyn Net. He is a Philadelphia 76er. And the trade, we, the Brooklyn Nets receive Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, a 2022 first round pick unprotected, a 2027 first round pick top eight protection through 2028. And then it becomes two seconds if it's not conveyed. And then the 76ers receive the beard and Paul Millsap. Yes. I, I, I think it's an excellent trade considering what we got in return. Well, most people didn't expect us to still have this, these first two uh, picks at the time of recording. It's about three hours past NBA deadline. And we thought they were going to be moved in connection with, say, a uh, Nicholas Claxton to possibly get a Miles Turner into Brooklyn. But we didn't move it. There's still going to be an offseason. But the Nets now have Ben Simmons, who, whenever he decides to come back, will be playing at the starting four position, supposedly, you know, however it looks on paper. And I don't know. The Nets are in a different position. Me and you were talking. We had to get rid of Harden. I believe we had to get rid of Harden because he's going to walk for nothing regardless. If we and, and even if we win, best case scenario to that is, oh, well, if he stays and we win a ring, it's all worth it. Okay, but he still walks. It's still He's still not part of the team's future. Like, I don't think, I, you know, there's no putting the genie back in the bottle per se. So we had to move him. We did move him. And now going forward, it's not just Kevin Durant that's under contract, but now the Nets have Ben Simmons, and it looks like a whole nother cup of gasoline was thrown on the Brooklyn Nets-Philadelphia 76ers rivalry. So here's where I still disagree. And and here's where, to me, I think this is even more egregious on a Harden's part. 
Because again, I think the same deal probably gets done, maybe without the picks, but the same deal probably gets done in the offseason. Because remember, Philadelphia is way over the cap. So no matter what, they still would have had to do a sign and trade to get Harden in the offseason, which was another reason why I always thought if you're the Nets, just like you're looking at James, like, bro, just come, just wait till KD comes back. Let's see what happens. But from what we're hearing in the three hours prior to this trade, or a little bit more than that, because the trade happened way before the three o'clock deadline, the big, the big, the, the two people that were here, Kyrie and KD, they got to a point where they're like, yo, man, if he's this disgruntled, get rid of him. Yeah, man. He didn't want to be here. And I was saying this to you. We were just talking as fans. Wasn't like we were, you know, we were going, oh, this is what we're going to talk about on the pod, but just us being two Nets fans and talking about it. You were all about, keep them, win the chip, fix the problems, yada, yada, yada. And, and I was saying to you, ironically, I'm like, you're being the overly positive Nets fan here. Switch from last season for everyone that was listening to us last season. I, I was straight up saying to you that he doesn't want to be here. It's not good for the team to keep him here, even if we have, if we, even if we're the betting favorites to win the East. Like, he's not good. For all the shit that Kyrie gets about toxic locker room this, toxic locker room that, James Harden was that. And, yeah. and people are making fun of me today because I said he quit on the Nets. They're like, when did he quit on the Nets? Kevin Durant got hurt. The Nets were number one in the East, period. Period. We were number one in the East. And then a month no, no, later. Don't, don't, wait, wait, don't even explain yourself right now because we're going to get into that in a minute. All right. Sorry. Because this whole pod is about how he quit on the Nets. We're going to talk about Ben Simmons and what he brings to the table later. But no offense, Ben Simmons. You have your demons of your own that you need to figure out. So I'm not superly excited to have you here either. But I do want to talk about James Harden and his departure. You're right. I was, and to me, I wasn't being overly optimistic. I was just being realistic. I said, look, I because again, I understood his frustration, right? And my thing was she has every right to be frustrated. He came here hoping for a title. Things have they have they barely played together as a whole. And it seems like every time they even get a chance to play together, something else happens, right? So I understood the frustration. Oh, I, I that's where I disagree. But, I, did, I fundamentally hold, hold, disagree. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, sorry, sorry. In my mind, I'm still thinking this dude is 34 years old and was not gonna act like a complete child. I thought he was frustrated, I thought he was a little moody. I thought that, you know, it was one of those things like, yeah, he's he's upset right now, but once KD comes back and let's say the mandate gets, rep- uh, gets reprimanded, he'll be fine. Now, if what we're hearing is true, if it was so bad that everybody in that locker room was like, yo, bro, and they're just like us, like, dude, like, why are you bitching? He's gone for a month. Kai's already playing. He might be full-time and you're still bitching this much. You know what? Bye. If it was that bad, then you're right. You have to get rid of him strictly off the strength of, bro, you're going to hurt the team by your attitude alone. And the fact that you're not going to try hard alone and the fact that you can't keep stop turning the ball over alone. And they're saying he dribbles too much and he was hurting the offense and everything else. Things that we know are true because we've seen it. We're, we're watching One it. of the reports, and me and you were talking, this was off wax. I said to Brett, how do you not believe these reports? When Harden is asked about him, he completely repeats what the report is, but while denying that he has any knowledge of said report, it's what politicians do. It's not just, uh, you know, it's not just a sports thing, but you can tell when somebody's lying that there's reports that they feel some type of way. And then when they go, no, those aren't real reports and then express everything that was in that report, almost word for word, guys, but two and two together. He, he quit. He just quit. We we weren't we were not even bad now. We we have a losing streak. 
We're not even out the playoffs. So, so him acting like it's this terrible, and then a couple of days ago, James Harden, the report were that it was it was it was about it was, it was about Kyrie, and he's denying it's about Kyrie. Kyrie's controlling the ball too much, or some bullshit like that. Kyrie's been playing off ball with with James Harden since James Harden arrived in Brooklyn. When they're on the court together, Kyrie is the two guard. So the the, the report said he wasn't happy when Kyrie was on the court, which is also insane because they were the best backcourt in the league when they played together. So, James, J- Jeremy Lin, Chris Paul, Dwight Howard, Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, all these people are the problem. But not you. But not James Harden. It's always who's sharing the backcourt with James Harden that's the problem, but and not James Harden. Let's circle back to what you were getting at, because what you were getting at was very important. So that's why I wanted to, I wanted to make sure we frame this in the right way. Again, he had every right to be frustrated. However, like you said, when Kevin Durant was hurt, we were first in the East, not second, not third, not fourth, not fifth. We were first in the East. When Kevin Durant got hurt, he was only going to be out a month, a month and a half tops. Mind you, he got hurt in January. So that, so that tells you you still had basically two-thirds of the season left when he got hurt and he was only going to be out for a month and a half tops right also the majority of the time he was out you knew you were going to be on the road in which Kyrie could play he was already back before Kevin Durant got hurt so it's not even like KD got hurt and in the middle of the losing streak they're like all right you know what let's bring Kyrie back No, no no Kyrie was already back we already knew he was a part-time player, but at the time, the the vast majority of your uh, games were on the road. So this was the timing of it didn't even make sense. I could understand if it was flipped. I could understand if Katie was going to be out for a very extended period of time and you had a bunch of home games lined up and that you knew Kyrie wasn't going to play and you were going to have to shoulder the next two months by yourself, basically. I could, Then I could understand when he's like, yo, I don't even want to do this anymore. No, I don't but, even understand that. That is that is the most bullshit. Ex- like, like, it's a pass. He doesn't even deserve that pass. What do you mean you don't want to shoulder – when the when you're start if you're a big three and two of the uh, the stars well, aren't available you quit you quit you haven't even been here a full year really and you're quitting you just quit you're like oh my god but, but, that's, but that's what but that's what I'm but that's what I'm getting at that's what I'm getting at that's what I'm saying you're right I'm not trying to give him a pass but but my thing is I could at least I could at least see it more if it was that situation where it's like damn bro what the hell but it was at the the basketball guys lined it up for you it was like yo man. Dude, just play well with Kai. Even if they went six and five, right? Because they're about to play their tenth game right now. They're about to play Washington tonight. They play Miami on Saturday, as of this recording. Even if they went six and five during these eleven games, instead of this potentially 10, 11 game home losing streak, they still would have been like probably third in the East, right there. And the mood of the team would have been completely different. Instead, James Harden showed his ass, played like crap, and then halfway through it said, yeah, I'm not even going to play anymore. And from what I'm hearing, that's really why they traded him because they wanted the mindset that this this, bro, this dude might not even come back this year. He might just shut down for the rest of the year and say, I'm not doing this. And it's like, bro, what, what why – does that bother you so much that you had that you felt that you had to, the, to quit? And by the way, it's oh, the team doesn't want they don't want to win as much as I do. They have rings, I don't have rings, they don't want to win as much as I do. Motherfucker, 
it was a vaccine and a mandate. Not that's the reason. Katie got hurt. Like Katie got hurt, and that's my and that's my point. It's like yo, you're throwing out all these excuses, right? Katie has been balling. Katie was an MVP candidate before he got hurt. You quit. Yo, and and the funniest part about you don't want to win, you don't want to win. Me and you already talked about Kai. Me and you both said Kai should get the shot. If it's really that that's pissing hard and off so much, it it makes even less sense from a practical standpoint because you're leaving what is in in our perception right now, the date of the recording of the day of the trade deadline. It's about to be over. That mandate's about to be done. And, and, and And the funniest part is, Everybody, everybody's talking right now. Like, no matter what, he can play at home during the playoffs. Like, it's a foregone conclusion. Like, the mayor in New York is going to do something because he has some connection to the Brooklyn organization. Yeah, politics, guys. It's not fair. But it is what it is. So, Harden Harden is is one of the most frustrating nets of all time. Because he's because he's an undeniable talent. He got more triple doubles in one seat one season from last year to now than most people see in one team in that short in that short run. He is one of the best passers I ever got to see in a Nets jersey. So don't get it twisted. I'm not denying his talent. We've had Jason Kidd. Yes, we have. We've had Jason Kidd. We've we've had Darren Williams, and and we've had Kyrie Irving. And I'm saying that about James Harden. With that being said, that dude quit worse than Darren Williams. Yeah, it's bad when when you see Nets fans saying, "Wow, I rather would have dealt with Darren Williams." That's bad. Yeah, Darren. Bad. Yeah, Darren at least would show up to the uh, the game, like physically show up. He might not show up on the court, but he would at least be there. He would be there for through all the booze. He'd be there for all the cheers. He was there through the hard times, and he bitched less than James Harden did. And got paid less for all the shit we gave uh, Darren Williams. He got paid significantly less, significantly, because James Harden's making forty-four million dollars to pull the same bullshit in in, in less than twenty-four months, back-to-back years, where he forced his way out of a situation because it got too hard for him. And that's the problem. What really what this comes down to is you want to be dragged to a championship. You wanted it to be easy. And I think there is some politics in this of he doesn't like the fact that he's probably the third star in Brooklyn. I think that's part of it, too, because honestly, like you said, it doesn't make sense. You're mad at one guy. So you quit in a whole team like the whole team's been playing their asses off. Now, they haven't been playing well for the most part, but they've been playing their asses off to try to win. But because you're mad at one guy, you're, you quit on everybody else. It's kind of telling. It's kind of telling how people feel towards Kyrie that are in the Nets like as a whole from top down and how they felt about Harden because everybody gives Kyrie the shit. Like even today it was Kyrie's fault. He's leaving. It's not James Harden's fault. It's Kyrie's fault. And here we are. And Kyrie is still part of the nets. Kyrie didn't demand anything. Kyrie isn't the one that forced Harden out. There's already reports that Kyrie w- w- played some role in it. Guys, Harden wanted out. It, like it, like either he's a man and he's made you know he he played his own part in this, or you're telling me that Kyrie Irving is the most powerful member of the Nets organization. Well, and, and, and a low key part he is because Katie's the most powerful part, and he's loyal to Kai. And you know why he's loyal to Kai? Because they're boys. Let, let let me ask y'all this, and I'm gonna put it in a in a world setting because that way people understand. It. Who would you rather have if we're all working in the office somewhere? 
Would you rather have a guy that definitely is going to use up all his PTO when he can? Every time he gets more than a sniffle, he's going to have a call out for a sick day. But when he's there, but when he's there, he's going to work his ass off and he's going to be a superstar in the office and make everybody's job easier. Or would you rather have the guy that he might show up more often than not, but you don't know what you're going to get out of him on a day-to-day basis. And what you do, and what you especially know is if anything gets hard, if you're short-staffed, if you really need him, he's not going to be there to help you. Who would you rather have? Because that's what this was. And that's what Kevin Durant saw in Kyrie. Oh, there's a there's a crisis somewhere on, you know, on planet Earth, and Kyrie needs a couple of days to process it and meditate on it and pray on it. Okay, fine, whatever. You know why? Because when the playoffs come, I know he's going to be here. I know he's going to ball. You know, and I know that frustrates some people, but Katie understood it. That's how that's how Kyrie is. Oh, there's something going mix on in up the, the world. bubble. Like he did that during the bubble into the next season. He played enough last year that he played more than uh, Kevin Durant and James Harden in the 2021 or 2020 2021 season. This year, it's the mandate. He would have been playing part-time the whole year, but uh, the Nets organization nixed that idea, and I agreed with it. I agree with it, too. What I was wrong about was, was giving up the picks for Harden. Like, like if we're going to examine shit we were wrong about, we shouldn't have made the trade for Harden in the first place. It, it makes sense. Like, it's one of those things where you look back in retrospect, you can understand why you make the trade. But Brett said it last year. Like, this is exactly what he was worried about. So here we are. We made our bed. We lied in it. And I think we made out. I've never been a big Ben Simmons fan. I've never been a Ben Simmons fan since college. You couldn't get LSU to the tourney. I've been saying that since then. That's why I've never really trusted him. Does that mean I want to see him fail on the Nets? Hell no. I, I want I want to see him thrive. He's going to be getting coached by uh, Steve Nash and Amari Stoudemire. If there was anybody that can coach a stretch four, it's those two people. Like, if, if anybody's going to help you with what you're supposed to be as a basketball player and you get the two guys that get all the credit for the stretch four in the NBA and being revolutionary with it, we're going to see if it's salvageable. You know what I mean? Like, it's- you're taking one guy who's a quitter for another guy who's a quitter. And that's just, that's what's scary. I'm not mad about Ben Simmons, the talent. I'm scared about his mentality. He quit on the, his team, too. Let's not forget that. And he quit worse than James Harden. At least James Harden showed up at the beginning of the year. Ben Simmons flat out said, yeah, no, I'm not showing up anymore. Um, and I understand it's like, well, his coach said he doesn't, yeah, his coach said he doesn't know if he can win a championship with a guy who's afraid to take shots and afraid to take free throws. That was an honest answer from Doc Rivers. And if you know anything about Doc Rivers, he's always going to give you an honest answer, right? So, you know, and Joel and B trolled him a little bit over the, over the offseason too. Okay, cool. I understand that. But again, Ben Simmons is a lot like James Harden, where I think Ben Simmons wants to be the man. He wants a team built around him and his strengths and not have to worry about evolving his game to fit anybody else. And it's the same thing with James Harden. James Harden can't play off the ball. So Kyrie had to be the two guard, even though, uh, you know, physically it should be switched. Everybody knows Kyrie should have played the point and James Harden should have played the two. That's why I never worked with Chris Paul. That's why I never worked with Russell Westbrook, because you're getting these ball dominant guards 
And now they have to change their game to fit Harden's game because Harden wasn't going to do it. And I think that's part of this too. I think James Harden hated how much pull Kyrie had. And so and he had to realize, oh, this isn't my team anymore. I came to their team. Let me go. But here, and here's where he's in a rude awakening. Just because Daryl Morey is there in Philly, I hope he knows that is what was and will forever will be Joel Embiid's team. I hope he knows that. I hope he does. I hope he does not go to uh, Philadelphia hoping that, thinking that he's about to run the Sixers. That is not the case. I don't care. Who, I know Daryl Morey is there, but that is not the case, bro. So, so Kai just tweeted out the report about him. Uh, he's responding to those reports that he was eager to see Harden out. LOL. I guess this is quote unquote breaking news media nowadays. Keep my family name out, y'all. Simpleton articles. The puppets are running wild again, and, and he has a, a photo. Of a of a puppet right there, so yeah, he was eager. If, if you heard what me and Brett just said, the Nets were eager. And so take it as a mutual thing because because if you listen to the reports, according to what Harden was saying, he was more pissed at the Nets organization. And what me and Brett always say or usually allude to when we're talking about teams, we kind of just talk about how they're people. So at what point is, is Nets organization include the guys that wanted Amir? Because I don't think well, anyone well, thinks well, that these decisions easy. are getting made without Kevin Durant and well, Kyrie Irving and Steve Nash's knowledge. We know, we know for a fact Kevin Durant was eager. He liked the post this morning about how he want, Harden wanted to be traded. And KD, and, I, and I'm not mad at KD for being pissed off at Harden. KD is the one that pulled for him to get here. Again, like you said, nothing gets done without, without at least Kevin Durant's approval. Let's just make that very clear. Kevin Durant approves everything. If they decide to approve if they uh, choose to ask Kyrie about it. Kyrie can give his opinion too. But really, it goes everything goes to KD. So we know Kevin Durant was the one that wanted Harden here, and you're quitting on me. Why? Because I had a knee injury that I can't help. So shout out to, to the sports market analysis analyst analysis sports smart analysts. I can read. Um, the mask mandate has been lifted for indoor venues, and Kyrie can play at home games. Shout out to Jaquan. Did that happen today? Did that happen while we were recording? Good. Oh, I love it. Is that did that really happen today? I don't know. Ooh, he texted I us. It. Like I like I don't know why he'd be lying to us about it. It's not something we would just say. That chat doesn't really troll like that. But if that happens while we were recording, that's fucking hilarious. Who knows? By the time you're hearing this, you could know if we're idiots or not. <laughs> but I'm about to find out right now. But there are other trades that did happen today. I think the biggest one is KP already getting moved on. He's now he's on his way to the Wizards, and Dinwiddie and someone else is on their way to Dallas. You could tell our Nets bias that I only know that Dinwiddie was involved. I haven't. I can pull it up. But well, well, let's talk about let's finish talking about our trade because no offense, this is a Nets pod, and no offense, that was. To be fair, this, that is the biggest trade of the day because we do need to talk about what Ben Simmons does bring to us, right? Okay. Uh, what what number, real quick, because this is things that always, this is like my OCD. What number do you think he's going to wear? Is he not going to wear 25? Isn't 25 is retired, isn't it? On the Nets? Yeah, isn't uh, it? I, I think 25 is retired. What, what, what numbers have been retired besides five? What number was Dr. J? What numbers were retired besides five? 
Oh, right. But Dr. Dr. Jim was, was he 25? No, I'm saying, Joe, the way you just said that, like, bro, just take a second and think about what you just said. No, okay. but that's my point. There's only one or two numbers that's retired in, in Nets history. There's not too many of them. Bill um, Melkani. Melkiani? Melkiani? And he's got, he got his number retired? Yeah, one of the New York, one of the ABA uh, Nets from the 60s and 70s. Oh, okay. I know. I'm I'm that good of a Nets fan. I knew that off the top of my head. Uh, (laughs) So 25, just because, you know, I know how everybody thinks. You're you're thinking, you better fucking tell us the retired numbers right now. It's 25, 32, Dr. J, 23, 52, 3, and 5. Okay. When you said, who else besides kid? Some of these I get. No, no. You know why? You know why I said that? Because when they first moved to Brooklyn, everybody was like, you know, joking about how little banners they had up there. John and- Williamson, Buck Williams, Drazen. Come on. Like, okay, so, so real quick for the mandate, the state, the state officially lifted the mandate today, not the city, but the state, but they're saying the city will follow shortly after. So I think that's that Wednesday date that we were, that we heard earlier. So yeah, again, if you're James Harden, you're an idiot. Because you you had to have known this. There's no way you did not know that this mandate was lifting soon. And he's the main one saying, "Oh, we gotta get Kyrie back full time. We gotta get Kyrie back full time." So this once again tells me that he just didn't like the politic dynamics of the Nets. He did not like the fact that he had the least amount of say. Which of course you had the least amount of say. You're the one that came last. You're the one that came last. You're the one that's done the least. Right. And we all know that Kevin Durant runs runs the team as he should. But we all also need to understand Kyrie does have some pull because he's the one that convinced Kevin Durant to go here. I'm talking about the Nets. I'm getting charged up. She's trying to calm me down. Are you rocking me? This is why we we haven't been doing all these Nets this year because me and him just get me. We don't need this energy all the time. We just get we go all worked up. Then we just got to hang up and sit with ourselves. You know, knowing that is when we just get all worked up like this. It's just, it's it's mind-boggling to me because it's just silly that a guy in James Harden's, where he's at right now, again, if you want to leave, that's fine. But the fact that he didn't at least give this another year to say, let's just see. That to me, I can't, I, I can't imagine why he was that mad that he said, no, I don't want to be here another day. I'd rather go to Philly. And to me, that makes no sense. Because one, Joel Embiid, as good as he is, he's injury prone. So what happens if he gets hurt, James Harden? Uh, two, by trading us Ben Simmons and all these other things, you made us better. So we're still going to be in your way. It's not like it's not like we suck now without you. We're still we're going to be a good team, especially if Ben Simmons buys in and he wants to be here. And we should talk about that next. And three, like I said, you knew that this mandate was about to be, you had to have known, because I knowing the Nets the way I know the Nets, I'm sure, like, oh, James, are you sure you want to leave? Like, we're getting word that they're going to lift this mandate any day now. And this, and you were the main one talking about, we got to figure out a way to get him full-time. We got to figure out a way to get him full-time. We got to figure out a way to get him full-time. So now, and again, the basketball gods were helping you. You had all these games on the road where you had Kai. Now that you're about to have all these home games, the mandate's about to get lifted, so you would have still had him and then, by the way, KD will be back in, like, two th- two weeks? No, by like, the way, not only is Kyrie going to play at home, we got Seth Curry and Andre Drummond added to the roster. 
Like we just and, did, and we just this, got Drummond. You wanted Drummond. Like this is something you wanted. So like I know deep down, part of this trade, you were just kind of like, so this is how we finally get the Yukon guy. You know what I mean? This is how we get him back to the tri-state. This trade. And and just for the record, we're not going to talk too much about the original Harden trade. I just want to touch on it real quick because I was asked, was it worth it? On some real human shit, yes, it was. It saved Karis LeVert's life. Right. Like, I would never take it back. Fuck those draft picks. It could be eight picks, let alone four. The fact that, that they found that shit with Karis because of the trade, good. Was worth it. I'm a, I'm a Karis LeVert fan. Like, yep. I'm a fan of people. So, so their lives will mean a lot more than, than a couple of wins and losses over the last two years. And honestly, we've been fine as far as on the court goes, right? So I have no ill will of the trade, especially of the ex-Nets, and knowing that Karis LeVert had a heart thing that wouldn't have been found. That shit's crazy. No, so, a tumor. A tumor? A tumor? It was a tumor. Oh, shit. That's crazy, man. That's just it scary. Wasn't heart, it, wasn't a, it wasn't a heart condition. They found a tumor, and luckily they found it early enough that it was just a quick little, you know, Scrape off, scrape off, and it was fine. It's crazy, bro. This is so scary. But yeah, but but and now we're we're here. Like, okay, talk about besides the obvious of Drummond and Curry and what they bring to the Nets. We have Patty Mills. Uh, hypothetically, we have Patty Mills. We have Joey yeah. buckets, and, and now and now we have I, Seth Curry. I was, I was I was about to say, and that's the underrated part of this. A lot of people thought that Joe Harris might have had to be part of the trade. Oh, gone. I thought he was gone. I thought he was gone. The fact that we got rid of Paul Millsap, who wasn't playing anyway. And the fact that and who no offense was terrible, and the fact that we got to keep Joe Harris, even though we still don't know if he's ever going to play this this year. If he comes back, him and Seth Curry and Pat Patty Mills and Kyrie, we got some shooters, man. And, and obviously Kevin Durant, we got shooters. <laughs> oh, the, the one guy, what's his name again? Oh yeah, Kevin fucking Durant. You got to say the whole thing, Kevin fucking Durant. <laughs> right. So even if even if Ben Simmons, like Ben Simmons is in a good place because he might not even have to. He, he, not Mike. He doesn't even have to shoot. If Joe Harris comes back, we have shooters. No, I want him to play the four. I want him to be a better version of what Blake Griffin was during the playoffs. Because Blake Griffin gets a lot of shit when he's been nothing but a good soldier in Brooklyn. He's been a glue guy. He's been what we needed when we needed it. And They're going to use him like Draymond Green. They're going to yeah. use him like a better version of Draymond Green, and I'm, I'm all for it. Yo, shit. If that's what he turns into, good. Um, right now, the Nets' potential starting lineup would be Kyrie at the one, Seth Curry at the two, KD, obviously, then Ben Simmons, and then uh, I think they said LaMarcus Aldridge would be our starting center. Which, which I'm fine with, I, you know, start drumming for all I care. You know, I'm old school when it comes to centers and shit. The ironic part about this trade is that it didn't affect the betting odds on the Nets coming out the East. That's crazy. That's just crazy. Like, like you would, you, so the way some of the fans are talking, because, you know, Nets have haters now, which is cool. Um, oh, then obviously the Sixers got better. They're the favorites now. I don't feel like they are. Like, don't get me, don't get it twisted. Them at full strength are scary. That pick and roll alone with Harden and Embiid is serious. But for everything that Brett was saying about us trading Harden to the Sixers and all of his worries, because that's an in-division rival and yada, 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 it's a mirror right back at them. They didn't make us any worse. You, you don't get worse. It's addition by subtraction. When people don't want to play for your team, you get them the fuck out of there. Like, like I don't understand this mentality of no fuck you be miserable and work for me. I I'm not, I don't operate like that as a person. 
So a lot of the shit I air quotes excuse from players, I excuse it because if I could do it, I would. Like what, what, what Brett's example of PTO, I use the PTO I have. That is one of the benefits I have. If I was making guaranteed money, I'm making guaranteed money. And, if, and this is why, even though I'm, I, I'm not defending Ben Simmons and how he did it, if you can do it, you do it. If you're, if you're miserable at work, everybody else on the planet can leave work. Everybody can be like, you know what? Fuck this job and just quit their job. You can have a contract and if that, that'll violate the contract. You don't get paid usually or something else. But that, he signed a guaranteed money contract and you don't got to play. Tough shit, guys. Get a better union. We're not union. Us as writers, we don't have a union. I wish we had a union that, that, that negotiated guaranteed money contracts over periods of time. We don't. But if but if I had one where I take advantage of it, of course I will. What the fuck? You know what I mean? Like everyone just tries to act like they're holier than now, and they're like, oh, I'm gonna launch pale and show up every day. Good for you, man. But you take advantage of the system that's in front of you and make it work for you. And again, it's what. And so, again, that's why I use the real work analogy, right? A guy like Kyrie, you know, people say, oh, does he love the game of basketball? Yes, he, the, the, yes. You don't get that good if you don't love the game of basketball. Does he have other priorities as well as basketball? Yeah. He's a perfect example of what you talk about as the worker that says, yeah, I love my job, but I'm going to put me first because the day I die, you will you will rehire somebody in five minutes. So, yes, I'm going to come to work and do the best I can because I love my job. But I'm also going to take every ounce of PTO that I have. I'm going to take advantage of every advantage that I have, every leverage that I have, because F y'all, because at the end of the day, it's still a corporate business and you don't care about me. That's really what this is. Right. And some people hate that because they're old school and they will do anything for the money. And they're so afraid of losing money that they would never do anything to jeopardize money. Well, guess what? That's not how everybody else works. And like I said, who, what coworker would you rather have? Because we've all worked with, with people like that, right? The one person that understands the system and, and understands their value and their worth, and they'll say, no, 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 no. I will use every sick day that I have. I will use every PTO that I have. I don't care about rolling over or whatever. I'm going to use it. But when I'm at work, I'm working, right? Or do you going to have the guy that comes up every day and doesn't even do shit? Like, who, like which one would you rather have? I think most of us will take the guy or the or the woman that will that that will take their PTO but come in and work their ass off when they're at work. And that's what Kyrie is. So for everybody on the outside that hates him, they don't understand why in the locker room. This is really the first time we've ever heard of somebody in the locker room not liking Kai. And by the way, it's James Harden who doesn't seem to get along with anybody. So again, is that a Kai thing or is that a James Harden thing? Because Kyrie didn't quit on his team. To your point, Kai said from jump, yo, man, I don't feel comfortable getting this shot, but I will play role games until this mandate is, is fixed. The Nets, and I think James Harden, were the one of the main ones that said, no, you're either full-time or you're not. Until it didn't my, work no more. I, I, I think that's my, that's my theory, that James Harden was one of the driving forces behind saying no. And by the way, James Harden might not have wanted the shot and he might've felt some type of way that, well, why did I have to take the shot if he didn't? Again, I get that. I get I, that. I understand that. But at the same time, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a regular ass person. I, I, even if I don't agree with you, if you believe in what you're doing is right, I can respect it. So a lot of with the shot bullshit, me and you respect the, the, the opinion, even if we think it's stupid, like, and I feel like 
the people that think I'm, I'm completely contradicting who I am by air quotes defending what Kyrie has done on the Nets is missing who I am at some of these points because I will miss work. I will put PTO in for my family's birthday. I will miss work for my kid when he is born, period. I don't, I don't care if you, if you get mad at me. I don't care. Yeah, and I, oh, my, oh, by the way, if, if, you, if people that don't remember, I did stop with the thing I loved, the dope blog, because of social issues, because I didn't want to do it when that was going on. So with all these things that, uh, that I know that I would do and or did at the same time, yeah, don't want me to say, say anything that, oh, well, why would you do that? I fucking did it. Right. And, and at the end of the day, our jobs are not our lives. It's just something that we do, even if we love our jobs. And by the way, no offense. I'm sorry, James Harden. Who the hell are you to ever question somebody else's commitment? Because that's one of the things that people have always argued about you. What are your priorities? Is it being great or is it being a millionaire and living that lifestyle? You don't love the sport because you already won. Yep, like, that's how it works. And it's like, it's like, bro, like, who are you to ever, again, if this was KD, I mean, first of all, shout out to KD, because he's the one, we just, we just talked about which, which co-worker would you rather have, KD's de- de- dealing Katie. with both. What, 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 my friend, Katie, my friend Christian. He's dealing with both, and he hasn't said anything, he hasn't done anything, he just showed up every day and balled, and the only time he's missed time was for injuries that he can't even control, right? James, if Kevin Durant was the one that said, yo, get rid of both of these guys, I, I came here to win the title, y'all messing around, honestly, I would, I would have no problem with it because Kevin Durant has proven he's here for all the right reasons. James Harden, who the hell are you to look at somebody else and say, well, I'm trying my hardest. What are you doing? No, you're not. You're the same guy that sat there and watched somebody run up behind you and take, the, take a basketball away from you and, and get a layup. You're the same guy that did it twice, by the way. Once against Detroit, another time against Houston. And the Houston one was even more egregious. We had a chance to win the game, and you were play- dicking around, and, and the dude right in front of you took the ball and, and scored on you. Like, th- who are you to question somebody's commitment because they don't feel comfortable with a vaccine? Not only that, Katie, my friend Kristen said it before, Katie has had the patience of a fucking saint the last two years. He hasn't talked any shit about anybody on the team, about the team itself. And he and he's re-signed. He's obviously in it for the long haul. And all points sign, uh, all signs point to him staying in New York after his career. Like that, that he's chose Brooklyn for all the reasons that LeBron chose LA, essentially. And he's committed to winning a ring in Brooklyn. So take the sideway comments that you're only speaking about Kyrie Irving. And it just narrows down to the mandate now because pretty sure Harden was listless in a couple playoffs way before they were ever teammates. So to your point, you don't love the game or did you love strip clubs more? Right. Because the the guy that's, that's at least doing it for what he believes to be all the right reasons, social issues, health issues, whatever, right? Family reasons. Motherfucker, you were in a, in a strip club like five seconds after losing the biggest game of your career up to that point. Everybody questioned how much you loved the game. And now you ain't do shit. Like literally, you got triple doubles in the regular season. Congratulations. You've done that your whole career. 
And you come to the Nets and expect the world. Because when I guess when you saw all those headlines talking about King James, you thought they were talking about you. Mm-hmm. And again, you're the one that got hurt yourself the first play of the semifinals. Not even 30 seconds in, you hurt yourself. I because because the- of all the weight issues you had. Right, because you wanted to be fat and out of shape in Houston instead of just demanding a trade. You wanted to make sure that you were so unlikable in that organization that they had to trade you. That's what you wanted to do, right? Uh, Kyrie gets hurt on a fluke accident in quotations. Uh, That was a dirty play. And KD still almost dragged that team by himself to the conference finals. Oh, and and real quick. Still sat there this year and, and had the notion Oh, we can't win. Are you crazy? Kevin Durant alone is proven to you. He will do whatever it takes to get this team to the promised land. And if and Kyrie is healthy, he's proven to you that he's doing whatever he can to get you to the promised land. It's you, bro. It's you. That is the soft. I'm sorry. This is the softest. Oh, wait, how's, how's Chris Paul doing? Right. Right. Chris Paul went to the worst team in basketball. Like, ladies and gentlemen, I need you to understand that over the last five, six years, the Suns were the worst team in basketball. The two years before the two, not the one, but both years before Chris Paul got there, they had the worst record in the league. He goes there, and now all of a sudden, they went to the finals last year. They're the best record in basketball this year. So, again, how is it everybody else, but it's not you, James? How is it everybody else, but yeah, you're the one that, doesn't have a ring, didn't even hasn't even gone to the finals since since your time at OKC. But it's everybody else but you. I'm, I'm kind of disappointed, bro. Kind of disappointed. You haven't used as nearly as many uh, curses as you've been actually using. <laughs> no, you know why? Because you made a good point on the phone. I used some words I probably should not use on here, and I'm afraid once I start, <laughs> I, I will cross a line that we probably should not cross. Can, can I say the name you came up with for uh, the yeah, beer? You say that. This this dude over here called him Jamie Soften. Soften, yeah, he's not. He's, he can't <laughs> be stupid as dad joke. He came with the stupid like the second he got traded, he's like Jamie Soften's gone. Yeah, I'm not Fucking calling you dad jokes. I'm not calling you Harden anymore. There's, no, there, there's nothing hard about you, bro. Like that was the softest move I've ever seen. I'm sorry. In the middle of a season in which you knew you had your guys coming back. You knew this. Like, again, I, it's not even like – it's literally not even like Katie got hurt. We don't know how severe it is. We don't know what's going on with the mandate. And James Harden just said, yeah, you know what, please just get me out of here while, while, you have, while, while you have the chance. Right? It's not even that. You knew. You knew <laughs> Kevin Durant was coming back in a month. You knew the mandate was about to get reprimanded. And you still said, nah, bro, I can't do this. That is insane. You wanted them to drag you to a ring. That's what you wanted. And I'm going basically going what to your point, because James Harden, because James Harden uh has been very honest with the media. I'm going by what James Harden said. He's the one that kept saying, Oh, it's gonna be easy. It's gonna be easy. When we're together, we're unstoppable. It's gonna be easy. Scary hours, this and that. We gotta get Kyrie full time. We gotta get Kyrie full time. It tells me that you were only interested in getting a cheap ring. And by the way, James Hunt, what you don't understand is rings are not easy. They're never easy. That's why we celebrate them as much as we do, because it's hard. You have to stay healthy. You have to stay committed. You have to try to go go to places that you probably never have gone before. 
talent alone isn't going to win you rings. There's plenty of teams that had talent that never won a ring. There's plenty of teams that had talent that never got to the big game, right? We we debate all the time how good Phillip Rivers was, and we look at Phillip Rivers, how good, and, but guess what? And history will say, well, he underachieved because he never got there. There's plenty of players and teams that have never done these things because it's not easy. You're still on mute. You're still on mute. Sorry. We compared his passing ability to Jason Kidd. And the difference is why I specified passing ability, because I saw some amazing passes. The difference between Jason Kidd and James Harden, while there's some similarities, like they both forced their way at, off the nets, in, in one person's case more than once. They, the difference is Jason Kidd didn't do it when times were hard. He, he actually waited for the offseason. In the middle of the season, there was never questions if Jason Kidd was trying or wanted to win or bitching about the injuries. He was might do it behind the scenes. He, he, he did it behind the scenes at times, but he didn't go, wow, these guys don't want to win because they got hurt or they're not. Well, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say all that. Remember, he did. The Nets did magically lose a bunch of games. They got Byron Scott fired, and then once Lawrence Frank came in, they won more games ever. And that's still a that's still a record for most wins by a new coach. So I wouldn't say that. Yeah, and, good point. Good point. And there were so many times that we thought he was going to get traded to the Lakers midseason because of those rumors. So I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say all that. But he said, but to your point, he never just flat out said, I'm not playing anymore. He never just flat out said, you know, uh, I'm done with this team. I'm not even going to try. He played, but he probably did demand a trade because obviously those rumors were real. Um, and he uh, eventually did get traded. So obviously that was a thing. But even, and and that's one of the reasons why I never really liked Jason Kidd as much as most Nets fans did. But again, even that is still not as worse as James Harden. I'll repeat, as a Nets fan, if Nets fans are saying Darren Williams was better than James Harden, that should tell you that your legacy is screwed. Even a report today, oh, I don't want to, demand a trade because i'm afraid of the backlash you are demanding a trade to your point you're the one leaking all the or your people are leaking all this stuff it's the it's same thing wildly, this wasn't a, a surprise we didn't wake up you didn't call me like yo man did you did you hear what happened no what happened we traded james harden we traded james harden for what no we knew this was gonna happen we were counting down the day to see if this was going to happen why because you made it very clear that this is what you wanted to happen period Oh, and so with his time on the Nets last year, 24.6 points, 10.9 assists and 8.5 rebounds while averaging 2.7 threes on 47.1% in 36 games during last season. This year, he was 22 and a half, 10.2 dimes, eight, eight, eight even boards in 44 appearances with the Nets. So great numbers, but especially this year, Man, those numbers feel like empty calories. They Especially were. knowing how, how good Kevin Durant was playing before he went down, how this dude just quit while we were still on top. Durant's here for the next four years. I'm not worried about Kevin Durant. And by the way, again, just because I want people to understand this, just how asinine this is, they put up a stat. When the big three played, they were 13-3. and three. We know they didn't play that much, but still, 13-3, and three, right? When two of them, when just two of the big three played, there were 20 games over 500. There were 49 and 29. When just one of the big three played, there were 15 and 12. 
So that just tells you right there, this team was so good. And these guys were so good that as long as one of them were on the floor, you were at least giving yourself a good chance to win ball games. If two of them were on the floor, they were probably a championship contender. When all three of them were on the floor, they were damn near unstoppable. And yet he still sat there knowing that the two guys were going to come back and said, I don't want to be here. I'm sorry. That is disgraceful. S-A-W-F-T, soft. And, and Philly, honestly, I'm happy for you guys only because at least James Harden is there. Ben Simmons quit on you altogether, so at least you're getting somebody. But be careful what you wish for, man. Seriously, be careful what you wish for because, God forbid, Joel gets hurt or something or you really need James Harden, you're going to see the real James Harden just like we saw the real James Harden. He's, he's Avatar the last beard bender. When we needed him most, that nigga vanished. He freaking vanished. And what? And if you don't think he's going to do that in Philly, you are dead wrong. Oh, I Hopefully. haven't met too many Philly fans that are really happy about this trade. Most of the ones I've seen that are really happy, they seem to be younger than us. So I don't think that it quite hit them how, like, age works in, in the NBA quite yet because they're the same ones that think, like, LeBron's going to be around forever. They're the ones that, like, oh, this is an impressive look. He's just empty pads at it with LeBron. They're hype about Harden saying they won the trade because they don't even know what that team's going to look like in two years, let alone two months, right? But I, I really don't know that many Sixers fans that are that happy today. Like, they're happy that, that they kept Seibel and Maxi, sure. But – As they should. And they're, and they're happy that this Ben Simmons nonsense is over because I'm sure that was weighing on them too. Because if we didn't do this trade – the Sixers might have been screwed. If the Nets would have won a champ, I still believe if the Nets would have won a championship, James Harden changes his mind. No. No, no, hold on. And the only reason why I say that is because I don't care how mad you are, if you win a chip, that changes everything. That yeah, changes- okay, but if they won a chip, why the fuck would we want to re-sign him anyway? Because he's he was a malcontent while we won a chip. Right, but my thing is if we won a chip and he's no longer a malcontent, yeah, you resign him. No longer a malcontent? That's my point. What does that even mean? It it wasn't things didn't even get bad. The the bad we're talking about right now isn't even bad. Me and you haven't even felt the need to address the losing streak as Nets fans on a podcast that we call Nets Propaganda. We are so not worried that we didn't even go, maybe we should talk about the last nine games. Me and you were just like, man, it'll work itself out. It's still early. That's how not bad it was. And so when it got this bad, air quotes, this bad, he quit. You, in your scenario, the second the, say Super Bowl, the second the championship is over, he'd be fucking mad again about something. Oh, wow, I'm not treated equal like the other two, it seemed. I'm not the most important one or whatever bullshit. Because if it's true that he really felt like he was the third one, yeah, no shit, Sherlock, you are the third one. You just got here. And you're not LeBron James. You're not Kevin Durant. That's the truth. That's, That's the God's honest truth. And and you know what I said? I, I said, yeah, re-sign this and trade his ass to Sacramento or some, you know, Timbuktu or wherever. Um, how did the how did the Sixers do this trade? But they turned down the Kings offer for Ben Simmons. No, you know why? Because they knew, because I'm telling you guys, they knew they could get James Harden. Yeah, because James Harden wanted out. I understand that. But I'm saying from a Sixers point of view, even if you could get James Harden, the the package the Kings offered you with picks, that was a better package. 
because they're trying to win now, and no offense to De'Aaron Fox or whatever, if you can't even lead Sacramento to the play-in tournament, I can't trust you to be the second best player on a championship team. No, it was it was a De'Aaron Fox or was it Halliburton in picks? No, it was Fox. It was a it was Fox. It was Barnes, and I think it was Picks and Buddy Healed and Buddy Healed for and Picks. Yeah, that was that, that's a better trade. I I agree with you, especially when you consider age and attrition. But I understand where if you're. Daryl Moore, you're saying to yourself, I'd rather have James Harden than that because I, I at least know if James Harden is healthy and is playing the way I know he could play, we'll be successful, somewhat successful in the playoffs. And now we have Joel Embiid to take us over the top. With De'Aaron Fox and all those guys, it's you guys can't even make the play-in tournament. I don't, and the West is down this year, and so you still can't even make the play-in tournament. So, you know, I don't know if those are the pieces I want. And then obviously I know Minnesota also was in the mix, but Minnesota wasn't going to give you Cat, nor nor did you want Cat because you already have Doyle and Embiid, and they weren't even trying to get rid of D'Angelo Russell because of D'Angelo Russell's relationship to Cat. So you know how what trade was, and they're not going to give Anthony Edwards. So I understand them not, you know, I understand them holding on to Ben Simmons because there wasn't another trade out there that you knew for sure made you a better team, right? Even CJ McCollum, like, okay, eh, all right. You know, what who else would you, who else were you getting? Who else would you have had to give up? Because again, we also gotta remember Ben Simmons is making a lot more money than those guys. So the Sixers would have had to give up money to you know restructure the the, the salary cap. So and the, the Celtics and the Spurs made uh low-key smart deals to improve their situation going forward. I mentioned earlier that uh, the Wizards made moves, getting getting some of their bad tr- uh, contracts and getting Chris Tapps Porzingis. Real quick, man, because, you know, Tri-State Bias. It's crazy how Chris Tapps Porzingis was traded today for garbage, essentially. No offense, because I'm obviously a Spencer Dinwiddie fan, but that contract's bad and the numbers he's putting up on that contract are bad. And to go back in time, just a couple of years ago, if we go to the garden, right, after a Nets-Knicks game and tell the Knicks fans, hey, I'll trade you Spencer Dinwiddie for KP straight up. They would they would laugh at you and they would laugh at you and say, no effing way. That's a ridiculous trade. I don't care if he's almost a sixth man of the year. You're ridiculous. Three years later, bro. Three years. Three, and, and this isn't football. This isn't like they're aging in dog years, right? But that, but that's, but one one injury to Dinwiddie, and obviously KP still pissing people off backstage. So, and here we are now. Now he's on the third team. Speaking of the Knicks, them not making a deal today made no sense to me. Oh, that's the, a yo, that's bad. That that's just crazy. The Lakers not making a deal today makes no sense to me. The Lakers, and and I, I know. Shout out to uh, Gary Skirbs and all my Knicks uh, fan friends, right? They did not like when I said this in, in the hoops chat. I really thought the Knicks were going to get Russell Westbrook today. Like low key, I was like, they're going to make some crazy, stupid move. And Russell Westbrook comes to the Knicks. There's all this hype. They go on this Fugazi winning streak that you that you're picturing in your head too, where Russell Westbrook's Russell Westbrook in the Garden. Why? Because I'm also a fan, and I, I think that would be cool. So 
I wanted. I know it's a terrible trade for the future. I understand all this, but damn, give give the Knicks fans something, something. They suck. There's no reason they should suck this bad. Yeah. Well, we did our pod about when Tom took when Tom Thibodeau took the job. What did I say was going to happen? I said I don't know. Be, I don't listen to you. I said they'll be good early and they'll suck later. Why? Because Thibodeau runs people dry. And his message is real dry, and he needs a certain type of team. And this team is way too young for his style of coaching. What would your what move would you have made? Real question, like what Julius Randle? The fact that you not trade Julius Randle makes no sense to me. Yeah, he wants he wants out. Trade him. That you drafted, you traded for Cam Reddish. You're not even playing him. We assume that was because you were about to flip him for somebody else. You didn't trade him. Those are two moves right there. Uh, you're I don't get me, it. And they traded a first for Cam Reddish, right? You're, you're telling me that you're just going to not – maybe they'll play him now that they didn't move him. Maybe that was the one piece that they were looking to move and they just didn't find anything that they yeah, wanted. Yeah, but, but not playing him when they were looking to move him, they hurt his stock. So, like, that didn't even make sense from that point of view. That, oh, we're looking to move you, so we're not going to play you. You're, you're making his stock go down because if, if you want to move him and he has one big game in the garden, not even 30 points. If he drops 20 in the garden and just looks good doing it, you could sell high. So it doesn't even make sense to me as a casual fan. So, so I don't know. I, I expect, I just, you know, do the bare minimum, right? Like, I'm you can't tell me that there wasn't point guards out there that they could have traded for. Not only is there point guards out there, there's other leagues. Like you're telling me there's no one in the Euro League you could have you could have tried to just move some money around and get. Like we we you you made fun of me for years because I'd be like, yo, we, we need to replace D Will or you know, we need to get a, a mentor in here to replace Lynn for D Let's let's get a guy that's that's killing it over in Europe, right? Because they know the fundamentals and they're usually a decent, you know, player off the bench, at least in, in the league. So the Knicks aren't even doing that. They're not even going the Euro prospect route the correct way. They're not using internationals the correct way. Because if you're gonna suck. You didn't even do that because even when the Nets had no picks, zero picks, so zero ways to get in good players except for every other year around the, the, the 20 range, right? We still had we still have stashes that me and you joke about because they were stashed for so long. We forgot they're still technically like under contract for the Nets if they ever come to America. Like Juan Pablo Valle and a couple other guys that I just remember because I read their names a bunch of damn times. So like the Knicks don't even seem to have that. The Knicks... We're all in on Kemba. They're all in on Fournier. They're all in on Derrick Rose. And they've won two out of their last 10 games. And I just want all the Knicks fans to know, I told you so. I said it before the season. We, on this pod, Charles didn't believe me. Nobody believed me. Y'all thought I was hating. I've seen enough Knicks basketball to know this was exactly what was going to happen. What are the chances the Nets trade Kyrie after this year? I think it depends on what happens this year. If they win the championship, they'll resign him. If the mandate is lifted, I don't think he's going anywhere. No, oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm just asking because, you know, before one of the chats, somebody jokingly said uh, Kyrie for Dame. Yeah. yeah, no, I, yeah, but 
realistically, if if the mandate is lifted and they know that he can play full time next year, there's no reason to not re-sign him. When he played for you, he plays really well. Him and Kevin Durant get along really well. well I think They're, he's going to get a one-and-one. One. Yeah, they might not sign him to a long-term deal, which is smart. You know what I mean? Like, which you know, if that's what they decide to do, like that'll be smart. Why would but, the Nets sign? Like, I'd be shocked if he got a four-year deal. I, I think he gets a one and one, like you know, either player option or team option, whichever one doesn't really matter. But I think he gets a one and one. Yeah, and I, I don't see him getting traded at all unless something terrible happens. Unless, unless the team plays that bad, unless Kai walks all away from the team for whatever other reason. And they're just like, bro, we can't keep doing this with you. Like, like there's at some point you got to come into work, right? You know, you, you use more than your PTO at this point in that same analogy. Um, this isn't PTO anymore. You're just not showing up on Tuesdays. Right. You're right. You're just, you're just no call, no shows at this point. Um, unless something like that happens, I don't see where they would trade them because, again, from everything that we're seeing, the locker room turned on James Harden. They haven't turned on Kyrie yet. That should tell you everything you need to know. Yep. I think that's about it, at least for today. We're gonna be we're gonna do a what if pod for the Nets big three. What if the big three actually play together more? Which feels weird because we could start the what if if KD wasn't hurt and signed to the Nets. Like how different this whole run would be just based off that first year. But the what if with this big three is definitely interesting. You know what? Let me say this before we end. The reason why this sucks the most is because, and I said this over the phone, I want to say it again, the haters won today. The haters that said that this couldn't work, the haters that said that Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden in the same locker room is toxic. It's the haters that said that Kyrie Irving's a certain way, James Harden's a certain way. They they win today. James Harden proved every hater right. And that sucks because this was a perfect moment to prove them all wrong, right? And Kai's whole thing has always been like, bro, like y'all have my name in your mouth all the time. And I don't do nothing. I don't say nothing. I just go to work and do what I do what I want to do and try to go home back to my family. Right. And yet it was James Harden that proved everybody right that this is who you are. You only you're only there for when it's easy. You're only there for when it's fun. When it's not fun, you're, you want to be gone. And so and. I understand Kai is culpable in some of this because because he didn't get the vaccine and because I'm sure that there's people in that locker room that had a problem with that, including James Harden. And and and, and KD's getting criticized for not being a leader more and stepping up and, and holding these guys accountable more. And so today the haters won because they, they proved that they couldn't do it. And, and what should have been the greatest offense we have ever seen, we will never see now. Because James Harden quit on his team when they like he's like I said it's a corny joke but it really was some airbender shit. The one time they really turned to him and said, and "Think about this. This was the first time they really turned to him and said, yo, bro, we, we really need you.'" And he was like, "No, I'm not going to do it. Get me out of here." That is so telling and that is so ridiculous that I, I James Harden better win, bro. He better win in Philly. Because this will be a, a black mark on his legacy forever. If the Brooklyn Nets go on to win a championship and he never wins in Philly, even with Joel Embiid, he will go down as the biggest clown in sports history. Good. And you can find me at Never For Brent Me. 
That's N-E-V-A underscore the number four, B-R-E-C-T underscore M-E on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm at the Chuck D on all the socials. Find us at the www.thedope.blog, at the Dope Blog over on Twitter, the underscore Dope Blog on Instagram, and usually yelling at the TV whenever the Nets are playing on Yes or ESPN or TNT. But if, you're watch, if you're watching this on YouTube, please like, share, subscribe, and continue to discuss other people's excellence with us, although James Harden is no longer excellent. He's just a clown. Who gave up on, on the ring. Bro, the Nets haters are really interesting right now. Y'all, the ones that are saying Harden didn't quit on the Nets and trying to turn this around and make it about Kyrie Irving, it's, it's, it's you're projecting too much. Y'all doing too much. Y'all just doing too much. Any, any Anybody who really sat there and said, oh, this grown-ass man had the right to throw a temper tantrum, like, you're just a hater. Sorry. Yeah. Period. Peace. Peace. Peace.